didn't understand all those words, but I like it. Are you working on your Spanish? That's how I work on mine. I, it's amazing how many songs that we know when we sing. I'm like, I know that, and I can kind of work on it. But what a joy. Are you ready? Amen. Father, today we just thank you for opening our hearts to your word. We ask you to open our ears to hear our hearts to receive and understand. And I pray today that we would make a decision. Lord, let it be the right decision. And let us stand firmly upon that decision. And we just ask your blessings upon your people. In Jesus' name, everybody said a big amen. Turning your Bibles this morning to the book of 2 Timothy, uh, chapter number 1. Now today we're going to talk about uh, two things. You have a choice. You know, we don't have a choice about a lot of things. Some things we just, uh, you didn't get to choose your mom and dad, did you? No, we didn't. You know, I just heard a statistic this week, and uh, man, I agree with it 100%. See if you do. It's almost guaranteed that if your parents didn't have children, neither will you. Think on that a while. There's a lot of things you don't get to choose, but some things you do. We, we, we get to choose. We thank God that we get to go and vote. We're going to have a lady here next week with Christians engaged by the name of Bunny Pounds. Uh, Bunny is an amazing lady, and she's going to uh, really stir us and uh, give us some more uh, information about that. But I encourage you, make that choice. Uh, today we got a choice between two things. And I, I'm going to help you. I, I love it when God gives us choice. I, I, I wish teachers would do this more. I, I love it when they give you a multiple choice question and then give you the answer. God said, I sent before you life and death. Choose life. But it's amazing to me how many people still choose death. They still choose to refuse to do what God said even though he gave us the answer. But today you have two choices, and we're going to talk about that today. You can choose faith, or you can choose fear. Now, faith soars, but fear crawls. Do you, do, do you want to be above your problems and situations? Do you want to be able to look down upon things in life? Or do you want to be right down crawling in the muck and the mire of it? Do you want to be stuck in situations? Do you want to have it overcome you? Or do you want to overcome it? I'm telling you today, the choice is yours. Let me go ahead and just give you the answer. I say choose faith. That's my choice. There's a lot of things. I, I know there's a lot of things to worry about. I know one man, the uh, Rick uh, Marjoris, he's the, uh, pa the, the pastor, <laughs> the men's basketball coach at the uh, University of Utah, and, and he said this. He said, man, so everybody is worried about the economy. He said, I understand. My hairline's receding. My waistline is inflating, and I'm altogether depressed, in depression. Well, that's not the kind of economy that we want to 
get involved in, do, do we? But people worry about the economy. They worry uh, about what the, this one's doing and that one's doing. They're worried about their neighbor. They're worried about financial situations, physical situations. They're worried about a lot of things. Anybody worry about the kids? One mother on her 41st birthday, the, her teenage daughter gave her some wrinkle-free cream. Wrinkle-removing cream. And her friend said, well, what did she get you last year? She said, the wrinkles. <laughs> I don't know about you, but if you have children, they've given you some wrinkles, they've given you some gray hair, or they've called it, called it to let loose. There's a lot of things to worry about, isn't there? There's a lot of things we see in the, the, the Bible and we see in our world that are opposites. And we look at those and we get to choose. We see that there's the wise and the foolish. Which one do you want to be? There's the wicked and the righteous. There's the good and the evil. That's another one. He, he said there's good and evil. Choose good. Refuse evil. There, there's life and death. Somebody say, I choose life. There's truth and error. That's a, that's a nice way to say lie. There's a lot of lying going on today. There's light and there's darkness. And then there's fear and there's faith. We have a lot of opposites and in our life. I mean, we have to choose between. Now, the Bible says you can't halt, why halt you between two opinions? You've got to choose you this day who you're going to serve. But as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. As for me and my house, as for me and the Lord's house, we're going to choose faith. We're not going to walk in fear. We're not going to look at situations and circumstances and get discouraged and get depressed. We're not going to give up. We're not going to give in. We're not going to quit. But we're going to press forward because with God, all things are possible. Amen? You see, faith is the power that God created the universe with. God spoke. He believed his word, and it happened. You see, faith is the muscle behind the power. But fear is the muscle behind Satan's power. What is fear? It, it, it's, it, it, it's, it's a paralyzer. It weakens. It daunts. It debilitates. Fear will stop you in your tracks. It amazes me. I, I love this. What I saw a friend of mine post on uh, Facebook this week. It, it, it said, don't tell me you're afraid. You, you spend good money. You spend your money to go to a horror movie. You spend your money to go through a haunted house to be scared. Don't tell me you're scared to come visit my church. People come to church and see somebody lift their hands or pray or do a little dance, and they're like, ah! don't, don't, no, no, no. Now, I, I thought about a while ago when they said kids going to hell house. Hell house is not a haunted house. It's a glimpse of eternity. It's real events, life events, that at the end, kids get opportunity to give their heart to Jesus. We don't celebrate Halloween. 
We don't. This is what this is not from Pastor. This is what I heard a Satanist say that got saved. He said, Don't. Christians should not have a one night stand with the devil. He said, You don't see Satanists coming to church once a year to celebrate Jesus. We shouldn't celebrate evil and darkness and demonic things on that day. That's what he said. Thank God. Aren't you glad God's saving people? I just heard this week, can I tell you, all over the world, God's saving people. Just I just heard this week, an entire Muslim family, all, had the exact same dream about Jesus. And they woke up and began to tell each other, and they said, this has to be true. And they gave their heart to Jesus. I'm telling you, and it's happening all over the Muslim world. Amen. And, and we have missionaries standing outside mosques, and as they're walking by, they're simply saying this, have you seen the man in white? And many of them say, no. And they go, okay. But there's many that say, yes. And they pull them aside and say, let me tell you who that is. They're having dreams. I mean, there's revival happening. You don't hear about it. You're not going to hear about it on the news. But I'm telling you, Jesus is showing himself. People are coming to Christ. Amen. Fear is being overcome by faith. Jesus is showing up, and he wants to show up in you. But fear. Listen, are we going to get in survival mode, or are we going to get in victory mode? I don't want to just survive. I don't just want to barely make it. Amen. I want to finish strong and I want to declare victory. Because so many people just settle in to existence. They're not expecting abundance. They're not expecting miracles. They're not expecting God to do anything in their life. They're just hoping that I can make it through. And I hope I can just survive to make it into just a little cabin in the corner of glory land. Oh, no, 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 no. Listen, I'm going to conquer. I'm going to not just survive, but I'm going to thrive because I don't operate on the world's economy. I operate in God's economy because he said, Give, and it shall be given. Press down, shaken together, and running over shall cause men to give into your bosom. I'm not worried about the natural economy because I know God is always taking care of his people. If he's got to rain down bread from heaven again, he'll do it. God will take care of his people. You, you, you get crippled. But I've never in my life seen the number of people, young people, having anxiety attacks. When you begin to fear, when you begin to allow anxiety and disappointments and fear of the future... It'll, it'll, it'll drive you crazy. But listen, when you wake up, amen, to faith in Jesus, when you begin to realize, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, amen, when you realize that I don't have to live in fear, amen, but I know that I can overcome fear by faith. Amen? Second Timothy chapter 2, verse number 1, a very, very familiar scripture. Paul is speaking to Timothy. Timothy had some issues. He's a young man, but he had some issues. Paul speaking to him, he said, For this reason I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you 
through the laying on of my hands, for the Spirit that God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. King James Verse 7 says, For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. I'm going to talk to you for just a few minutes, and we're going to end up talking about these three things. This, that's the key. That, those are the antidote. That's what God gave us to overcome fear. But first of all, let's just talk a little bit uh, uh, about Timothy. He, he had feelings of inadequacy. Anybody ever feel inadequate? You ever feel like that you're not enough? to do what God's called you to do? Isn't it amazing how everybody in Scripture that God called to do supernatural things were just normal people that all felt inadequate? None of them had what it took to do what God was asking them to do. Yet, they didn't let fear stop them. Many of them, God had to keep working on them. Some said no at first but then followed on with a yes. Listen, so many times we feel inadequate to do what God has called us to do. Paul met Timothy in Acts chapter 16 in Lystra. Now, Timothy's father was a Greek, but his mother was Jewish. So when Paul came, and right then he was predominantly uh, ministering to Jews, and so he had Timothy circumcised. And he took him with him on his missionary journeys. And so... Timothy was put into the ministry in Ephesus. Well, we find out uh, in 1 Timothy 4.12, Paul wrote to him and he said, I encourage you not to let people intimidate you because you're young. So first of all, he must have been struggling with some inadequacies, with feeling like I'm too young to do this, I, I, I don't have enough education, I don't have what it takes. And so Paul is writing him and saying, look, don't let anybody look down on you because you're young. We all feel inadequate sometimes in what God's called us to do. In Paul's second letter to Timothy, uh, he dealt with some cowardice. I mean, he, his life, he, he, Paul said to Timothy, he, he even said one place, he said, uh, uh, you got some stomach problems. I know, I know you got some stomach problems. How many knows that anxiety and fear will cause you physical ailments? Worry will give you ulcers. I'm telling you, worry and fear and anxiety is linked to all kind of physical ailments. But they say, the Bible says laughter does good like a medicine. There was a man who was so sick, and I mean, he had a disease, and they thought he was going to die. And you know what he did? He got all the videos of the Three Stooges. And every day, all day, all he did was watch all the stupid things and just laughed and laughed and laughed. And the more he laughed, the better he got. Listen, you can be afraid, you can fear, you can dwell on what's going on, or you can get your mind off of it and get it on something good. Amen. He said, get your, set your mind on things above. Let's don't set our mind on things below. All Good and perfect gifts. We learned in James last week, all good and perfect gifts come from the Father above. Which means everything bad, all sickness and disease and everything, where does it come from? From the very pit of hell. 
So you know what? We set our mind on things above, and we send that back to hell where it came from. Fear and anxiety and worry and doubt and all those things. We said, that's not from the Lord. That's from the devil. Well, he told him, he said, look, you, you got to master these things. If you want to be effective for the kingdom of God, it, it, Timothy had to face those fears. He went on to do some amazing things. He was in prison. He, I mean, he faced some troubles, but he did a great job. Listen, he, but he had to face those issues. All of us have to face ourselves. Man, it's tough to look in the mirror, isn't it? We, we, we see our flaws. We see our inadequacies. We see, and you know what? We, we see things other people don't see. We nitpick ourselves. I'm glad God doesn't do that. God doesn't see me how I am. God sees me as what I can be. He doesn't see me according to my failures and faults. He sees me according to His love and His grace and His mercy. And He looks at me through His blood, which makes me perfect, righteous, upstanding in His sight. Oh, God sees you through eyes of love. Sometimes we look at people through eyes of envy and hate and jealousy and we, we pick them apart and we do that to ourselves a lot. But thank God I want to see myself through the eyes of faith. Amen? We've we got to learn to master our fear. Uh, Mark Twain says, uh, uh, talking about fear and courage, he says, courage is resistance to fear not absence of fear. You see, we think just because we walk by faith we'll never be afraid. That's not true. But we've got to learn to face our fears with faith. It's not the absence. Napoleon, he referred to Marshal Ney as the bravest man he'd ever known. Yet Ney said this, that his knees were trembling so bad one morning before a battle that he had trouble mounting his horse. But you know what he said? He shouted at his knees. And he said, shake away, knees. You would do even worse if you knew where I'm going to take you. Listen, faith is not absence of fear. Faith, faith is facing your fear. Yes, I'm afraid. Lord, I'm scared to do it, but I'm going to do it anyway. I'm afraid to say that, but I'm going to say it anyway. I'm afraid to do what you've called me to do, but I'm going to do it anyway. Fear's there. Fear can cripple you. It, it, fear, it, it'll resign uh, to phobias. It, it, it'll cause all kind of issues in your mind. It, 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 it makes you think things that are not true. Huh? It, Los Angeles Times has a story of a man. He was so scared of heights. And he was so afraid, but he, every day he had to cross Chesapeake Bay to do anything, to go to work, to... And the only way he could do it was if his wife drove the car and locked him in the trunk. Listen, I don't want to live my life that way. Huh? <laughs> and there's another fear. I'm afraid she won't let me out. Listen, we don't want to live our life like that, do we? 
There are so many people that are convinced if they did certain things, it would kill them. If, if I went up high, if I went down, if I did this, if I did that, and they knock themselves out of so much fun because they're afraid. I'm telling you today, we need courage. Everybody say courage. Now, I, I, I'm not talking about heroic. I'm not talking about climbing, climbing a mountain or cliff diving or uh, doing. Now, we like to do a lot of things. Pastor Marcelo, he just went uh, skydiving. And I enjoyed watching the video, but I'm not going. But next week, I'm going scuba diving, and I'm going to go look for sharks. But he's not. Everybody had... Everybody has their, their, what they're afraid of and what they like to do. And, but we have to face our fear. Now, you don't have to do, though. There's some things you don't have to do. it. But you know what you have to do? You have to live life. You, 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 you have to face eternity. You, you have, there's some things you have to do every single day. We make choices whether we're going to show cowardly or we're going to show courageous. We, 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 we choose between the right thing or the convenient thing. You hear me? you got to make a choice. Are you going to do what's easy? It's easy to shrink back. It's easy not to stand up for righteousness. It's easy to... But you know what? Sometimes it takes courage to step out when other people won't. To do what's right. To say yes to Jesus is the first courageous act. Listen, being a Christian is not for the coward. It takes faith. It takes courage to say no, to stand. And right now it's getting more and more so. Because where the world, whoever thought in our world, amen, we would see so many people standing up for terrorism and terrorists and against God's people. Never thought it would be possible. But who's going to stand up for right? Who's going to stand up? It's, it's hard sometimes to be a child of God. It's hard to serve God. It's hard to go against culture. And it takes a backbone. Amen? It takes courage because God's called us to go to places we've never been. He asks us to do things we've never done and we feel inadequate. Amen. But that's when we rely on His grace. We begin with faith. And you know, so many people, they start out with faith and they settle for religion. We're not religious. I don't like religion. This is Christianity is not religion. It's relationship. Religion has a whole set of rules, and people like it because I, I, I know, do this, don't do this, go here, don't go there, do, you know, go through, through the little form, the little ritual, but it doesn't change your heart. It doesn't have no relationship. There's no life in it. It's dead. Amen, where the law, amen, couldn't bring life. Amen, the Spirit of God brings life. Amen, and hope. Amen, we live by faith. The just shall live by faith. Amen. It takes courage to raise kids. It takes courage to be married. Huh? Intimacy. 
takes courage to drop your guard, to be real with your spouse, takes courage to realize that you have issues and you need help, takes courage. We tell people all the time, before you get to the end, come see us when it's just little. But people wait. It takes courage to face adversity. It takes courage to fight. It takes courage to raise kids. It takes courage to discipline kids. Hmm? So many parents back off of discipline because they're afraid amen, that they won't get the kids' approval. Listen, you, you've been called to be a parent, not their best friend. You've been chose to teach them no to stick their finger in a light socket. No, you can't go out and play in the street. Listen, kids need to hear no. Oh, that's not even in my notes. That's just good stuff. It takes courage. Because courage says, I'm here, and the consequences of your actions, I'm sticking to it, no matter how big a tantrum you throw. Huh? Yeah. Listen, we need courage to do the right thing. We're tempted in every turn to do the wrong thing. Anybody tempted to do the wrong thing? Yeah, all the time. It takes courage to do the right thing. An old rancher, he asked the veterinarian, he said, I have a horse that walks normal sometimes and limps sometimes. What do I do? The vet said, the next time he walks normal, sell him. But listen, we know that wouldn't be right. It takes courage not to compromise your, your, your principles for the sake of money. It, the Bible says the godly person keeps his oath even if it hurts. Huh? Don't sell nobody a car if you know the motor's shot. Transmission's going out. Now just go, go ahead and tell them, hey, I mean, I sell things as is. But if I know something's wrong with it, I'll tell you. Huh? Just don't, listen, don't, don't, be, don't be lying. So let's close this up today. What's Paul's prescription for defeating fear? God gave us a pattern. He, he gave us a prescription. He said it in verse 7. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. Amen. He's not called us to be timid. He's called us to be bold. He's called us to stand up. He said in Acts 1-8, I will give you power. You shall be endued with power. Some of you need that power. You need to ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, infill me, empower me to stand up. It'll make the difference. Peter, amen, was denying Christ, amen, around the fire. But then he got filled with the Holy Spirit. And the Bible says he stood up and preached the gospel boldly. We need the boldness of the Holy Spirit to help us be courageous. 1 John 4, 4 said that God is with us. Do you know God's with you? And if God is with you, you have nothing to fear. If God is for me... Who can be against me? Luke chapter 10 said, I give you power over serpents and scorpions. Come on. We got to understand that Jesus ascended to heaven. Amen. And he, he took the keys 
death, hell, and the grave. Jesus stripped Satan of his power. And he said that we can tread upon serpents and scorpions. Amen? That, 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 that's why I need to get me some snakeskin boots. Come on. I just walk on the devil all the time. When the devil comes and tries to attack you, come on, kill him, skin him, and turn him into some boots or a belt or a... Listen, fa- a, a purse. <laughs> Amy said, she wants a snakeskin purse. If I bought it for her, she wouldn't carry it. She'd be scared of it. Come on. He's given us the spirit of power. Come on, church. As a Christian, you have power. You have authority over the enemy. Amen. You can resist the devil and he'll flee from you. You're not a weakling. Amen. You are a child of the Most High God and you have power over the enemy. Stand up and take your authority. Take your power and say, no, devil, not today. Amen. And he said that we need a spirit of love. Love is a mighty force to be dealt with. Love conquers fear. First John 4, 1 first, first John 4, 18. Perfect love cast out fear. So if you're allowing fear to control you, then you're not allowing the perfect love of God to control you. If you cover your mind with the love of God, then the fear of the enemy is not going to get in your mind. Don't let fear overtake you, but let the love of God overtake you. Amen? God endues us with His power, and He enriches us with His love. Somebody say, thank God for loving me. Oh, and this one right here, I wish I had a lot more time to preach it. Because, man, we need this. Because I look around today and I don't see a lot of it. We need a sound mind. Does anybody know anybody that's crazy? Don't, not, not, don't look at that person beside you. I know you want to. <laughs> You're like, yeah, I do. They're sitting right there. <laughs> Jesse said our whole road crazy I mean pretty much me and Amy have come to the conclusion everybody's crazy but us we're the only normal ones in our family y'all believe that listen what he said the Lord has given us a spirit of power Love and a sound mind. What is a sound mind? It's a disciplined mind. A mind that controls itself. Paul told Timothy, keep your head in all situations. In other words, don't freak out. Don't lose control. But face situations calmly and rationally. Amen. With a decision that I know God is on my side. I know what it looks like, but I'm not going to allow fear. To come in. Fear. So many pe- people are afraid of everything. And they're not even real. Did you know like 99% of the things people fear never happen? No. But it, it, it causes us to stop. Proverbs 28, 1. 
I mean, hey, this is a reason right here. This is one of the reasons. There's many reasons, but this is one of the reasons that I don't jog. It says the wicked runs when no man chases them. I'm like, I'm not wicked, so there ain't no need of me running. Just drive my truck or ride my motorcycle. Ain't no reason to run. Now, Pastor Marcelo, he likes to run. He likes to get on that. There's some things he's experienced I'll never experience. You know what? He'll get on the, the, the stair stepper and go until it shuts itself off. I'll never experience that. I'm not staying on that thing that long. I'd be like two minutes, three minutes, and I hit that stop button. Boom, I'm done. Peter said, the end of all things is near. Anybody believe that? Listen, listen, don't, don't, don't worry about what's happening in our world. God's got it. God's got it under control. Don't think the enemy is going to win. God said, I'm going to fight for him. Now, I don't know when it's all going to happen, how it's all going to happen. It's all setting up for the Antichrist to rise. But you know what? I tell him in the office, I read two scriptures this week. Zechariah 14 and Ezekiel 39. It said five countries are going to come against Israel from the north. I don't know what it sounds like to you. I know what it sounds like to me. I'm not saying anything. I don't, I'm just going to leave it to God. It says five countries, are going to, the nations are going to come against them. And the Bible says that their skin is going to melt off while they're still standing. That their eyes will burn out of their eye sockets and their tongue will burn out of their mouth. And it says in Ezekiel 39 that it's going to take them seven months to cleanse the land and bury all the dead bodies. The enemy is not going to win against God's people. God will see to it. He said, I'll fight for them as in the days of old. I don't know how that's going to happen, when that's going to happen, but can I tell you this? I'm not afraid of it. I know he said, when you see all these things happening, look up, your redemption draws nigh. I know there's a lot of things going to happen that's good and bad. But you know what I know? I know there's a lot of people that don't know Jesus yet. And we can't be paralyzed by fear. We've got to allow our faith to cause us to stand and get out and tell our neighbors and tell our loved ones and tell our families that Jesus loves them and died for them. And they need to come into personal relationship with Jesus. Don't be afraid to die and don't be afraid to live. Stand up. Let's get a right mind, a disciplined mind. Don't let your mind get out of control. Don't let your mind, amen, think all kind of crazy things. Get your mind on Jesus. Set your mind on thing above. Peter said, the end of all things is near. Therefore, be sober-minded so that you may pray. I'm going to tell you something. You can't pray when you're crazy. You try to pray, the... the, the I mean, you're trying to pray and focus, and the devil's just putting all kind of crazy things in your mind. Opposite of what you're praying for. 
Come on. You, you ever prayed for your kids? Oh, Lord, I pray and they come to Christ. And the devil's saying, they're going to die. I'm going to kill them. They're going to hell. You know what? We can't let those thoughts come. In. We've got to stand in faith and say, no, Lord, you promised me my children and my children's children. You, you declared that my family is coming in, and I'm going to stand in faith and believe it, no matter what it looks like. Self-control helps us make good decisions. It helps us be able to pray. But the loss of control brings confusion and defeat. So I'm telling us today, let's begin to operate in power, in love, and with a sound mind. Everybody say, Lord, give me a sound mind. Hmm. Come on, say this with me. Lord, help my crazy. Yeah. I'm not talking about your wife either. Talking about you. Talking about you. During World War II, there was a Japanese soldier that hid in a cave. He ended up staying in that cave for 28 years. He ate frogs, he ate rats, and he only came out at night. And all the time, there was nothing to fear. Because the war was over. There's many of you today. Listen, the war is over. Jesus defeated Satan. The war of sin. The war is over. But you're still living in fear. Living in the cave. Eating frogs and rats. That just doesn't sound very appetizing. What are you having for lunch today? Frogs and rats. I don't think I'll have that with you. But at the festival, I will have popcorn and a snow cone. Thank you very much. Yeah, come on. We need to live by faith. Don't get in a cave somewhere. Many people are out here living, but they're in a cave in their mind. Bound up in prison. There's more free people in prison than there are out here. Because they're in behind bars, but free in their mind and their spirit and on their way to heaven. But we're out here walking free, bound up by sin and fear. Come on, today, let's be free. Amen? Last story. October the 3rd, 1993, Sergeant Jeff Schrucker. His squad was ordered to the center of Mogadishu, Somalia. This building had been secured by a large operation. In his first trip into the city, he and his men drove through a hailstorm of bullets. One soldier was shot and killed. It was then that Jeff felt fear. He began to pray. The Humvee was covered in blood as they escaped the city with their dead and wounded comrades. They returned to their base. Then the news came that a Black Hawk, Black Hawk helicopter had been shot down. Struker's squad received orders to return to the fight. And as Jeff was cleaning the blood out of the Humvee, he remembered. And he said, I began to talk to the Lord. I thought I was going to die. Feeling of fear began to grow, and he began to ask God to protect him. But then he said, my prayer changed. And he said, I prayed, Lord, if I die tonight, that's fine, just as long as your will is done. He said, for the first time in my life, and I'd been a Christian since I was 13, I was prepared to die. And he said, God spoke to my mind and my heart. And he said, 
I've been protecting you every day of your life. He did not tell me, you'll live through the night. He simply showed me that my life had always been in his hands. Listen, have you gotten to the place that you're not afraid to die? Are you still worried that when I die, where am I going to spend eternity? Are you afraid to face God and stand before Him? Are you so attached to this world and all that it has that you don't want to leave it? Listen, we've got to come to the place to where we're not afraid to live. Paul said to live is Christ, but to die is gain. Oh, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Listen, but you need to have that faith that, Lord, whenever you call me, I'm ready. You see, Timothy overcame his fears. He served boldly even after he was in prison. He was plagued by fear, but he still did it. You see, that's what courage does. It, 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 it accomplishes things even in the face of fear. Today, be courageous. T -t Today, make that decision to follow Christ. Have you given your heart to Jesus? And since you've given your heart to Jesus, have you been bold or have you just been in the background? Don't be like the college student that came home for Christmas and said, I've been there three months and nobody knows I'm a Christian yet. Listen, stop trying to hide. Stop worrying about what people will think. What will they say about me? Don't worry about it. Only worry about what Jesus thinks. He said, don't be afraid of those that can kill the body, but be afraid of the one who can cast your soul in hell. Come on. Let's not be afraid to live. And let's not be afraid to die. Father, today I just want to say thank you for your word. I want to say thank you that we can overcome our anxieties, our fears, our worries, our inadequacies. Lord, in myself, I can't do anything, but through Christ, I can do all things. I pray today that we would be courageous, that we would be bold. Lord, am I allowing fear to paralyze me, or am I operating in faith? It's still scary but I'm doing it anyway. I, I don't know the future, but I'm still moving forward. I don't know the outcome, but I'm still doing what you've called me to do. Lord, I'm operating in faith. I pray, Lord, that you would bring every person in this room to that place today. I pray, Lord, that you would bring them to the place that they're not afraid to live for Christ and they're not afraid to die because they know where they will spend eternity. If you're here today with heads bowed and eyes closed, if you're watching me online today, I want to ask you, do you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior? If you were to die today, are you 100% sure you would go to heaven? He wants you to live your life victorious. He wants to live you to live your life here on earth to accomplish things, to do what He's called you to do. But He wants you to spend eternity with Him. If you don't know Jesus today, would you pray with me? Those of you watching online, would you pray with me? Say, Dear Lord Jesus, I believe that you're the Son of God, 
that you died on the cross for me. You paid the price for my sins. Today, I accept Jesus Christ into my life as my Lord and my Savior. I confess my sins and I ask Jesus to forgive me of my sins. Jesus, I give you my life. Use me. Walk with me. Let me not be afraid. But let me stand up courageous. Let me walk by faith and not in fear. Today, I give my life to you. Would you make this declaration with me, everybody in the building? Say, Dear Lord Jesus, let me operate in power. Let me operate in love. And let me operate with a sound mind. Today, I choose faith and I resist fear. In Jesus' name. Everybody said a big amen. Come on, give Jesus a big hand clap today. Pastor Marcelo.